welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall, and I'm back. Jeff's back! Woo! Hooray! I know everybody didn't miss me. Oh, we missed you so much, man. Feedback f- didn't say that. Our first piece of feedback uh, that, that I was going to mention in the general feedback was Bradley James Hines said, You did the same... Brad, I'm sorry, Bradley Wesley James Hines. I don't know why I skipped one of his four names. I just did. Uh, on Facebook said, You did the same feedback as last episode. Gave me deja vu like crazy. Ha ha. Uh, yeah, see, that kind of stuff happens when you're not here, man. My you, bad. You run a tight ship. <laughs> and uh, when you're or not a here, tight editing ship. I, uh, I I just I just mess everything up. It's <laughs> just going all willy nilly. Big problems, big problems. Well, man, we have a lot to talk about, and we have t- t- taken way too long with setup tonight because we had some technical issues. So let's get to this news. Jessica Jones trailer. What the f- flunk? What the flunk? It was so good. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Uh, da- that David Tennant man, right? Uh, they didn't even show his face in this in this trailer. They did for a split second. Did they? Yeah, he was like he was. It looked like he was in a uh, an interrogation room, huh. and his face was all jacked up, and his hair didn't look as good as it normally does. It looked like he had been in a fight, and he was like roaring. That's awesome. Uh, I. This looks like the darkest thing Marvel's done. Oh, yeah. All of the reports out of uh, New York Comic Con have said that, like, this is way darker than Daredevil it even looks thought way about darker. being. It reminds me a lot. If you watch the British, uh, gosh, my, my brain is failing me, uh, Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah, the the British Sherlock Holmes, the way that they're treating the villain and like his his mo or whatever with people killing themselves reminded me so much of like Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, or or, or in the it, I don't know. There's an actual episode where so people are killing themselves and that's part of the thing. Uh, but like, it just I don't know. Just the way they it just had an ominous nature to the bad guy. It really did. That especially scene. Like the three people all at the same time jumping off of the yeah. off of the desk and hanging themselves and, and walking in on. Uh, so if you haven't seen the trailer, we're going to spoil the trailer. This is just a trailer, though. We're not spoiling the show. Uh, she walks into the police station, and there's, there's everybody's got a gun on everybody else. Some people have it on themselves, and other people have it on their fellow officers. Like that's some crazy stuff, man. Some crazy shit. Like there's a couple uh, that have like their guns on whatever perp is sitting in the in the chair in front yeah, of them. Yeah, it's insane. It looks really scary, and it doesn't look like it's a, even a hero story. And it probably will be by the end. She's gonna. Um, so so the way the trailer is is couched mostly in voiceover, where it's uh, Luke Cage actually Mike Coulter basically interviewing her about what she's what she's going through as a hero he has apparently discovered that she has powers and he's asking her about them yeah um First of all, it's really cool that they're already bringing us Luke Cage in the trailer. Like, it's not like we gotta wait till the show comes out. And we see he's like a small part of the show. He is yeah, in the it's, trailer. It's not like he shows up in like episode eight. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's Luke Cage walking by in the background. No, no, no. He apparently is a main part of the show, or at least like going to be featured heavily on an episode or something. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm fairly certain he's going to be a big part of the show. He was a really large part of the comics. Yeah. Um, especially in. Um, like I picked up recently volume one of the uh, the reprint of Alias, 
and uh, just you know to to refamiliarize myself with it and um they're coming out with like a four part series of that um one this past month one uh in early November like that's volume 2 coming out and then i think one in December and one in January but first volume has heard just uh what's the word getting down with Luke Cage oh yeah cuz she there, goes there to was a bar. A, there was a shot in this trailer that she's getting down with someone who could could be luke cage it's luke cage is it you can tell yeah it looked it definitely looked like him from behind yeah. Yeah. but all you see is a, a, her being um uh taken by a <laughs> by a man from behind uh, not taken from behind sorry taken her being taken and it's you a see, shot from behind you the man see the man from behind gosh you just can't. Um, you can't bring that back. There's some sexiness happening. There uh, is a bit this, of sexiness on this here Netflix show. Well, um, I mean, that's so cool. That's what the comic was about. Like it was, it was the max imprint or the max line of of comics, which was supposed to be 17 and older. And gotcha. I mean, in the first frame of the first page of the comic, the first word that's spoken is an f bomb. Yeah, and. It just it's it's an adult comic. But as I was watching, well, looking flipping through your book you showed me earlier, there's also shots of her watching TV and seeing Captain America on the TV. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, that's so cool. And I would love for them to put that in the show. You know, like <laughs> little little taste of what uh, Captain America's up to right now. You know, yeah, be awesome. Yeah, I could. Oh, there's so much that could happen with that. Absolutely. And you know she's going to be watching WHIH. Yeah, because yeah, that's the sure same. Like, everybody watches that news network. Apparently, that's the only news reporting station in the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, uh, in the first, in the first like opening shot of that trailer, she um, she was saying the main part of my job is finding the worst in people. And when she threw that guy, like the well, you see that the guy comes crashing through the window of Alias Investigations. That happens. That's straight out of the comic book. That's awesome. That's exactly how it happened. And just oh man, I'm so happy. I'm so excited about this show. Yeah, like me you too. don't even know. And I would be really excited about this show if it were just a Netflix show that had that trailer. Um. Especially, and, and it's just so many layers of excitement for this. Like, I'm excited about the show. I'm, I'm excited about most Netflix shows, honestly. Like, yeah, like, Netflix especially Netflix thousand. originals. Yeah, exactly. Netflix has been batting a thousand with their originals. Then you put talent like Christina Ritter. Christine Ritter. Kristen Ritter, sorry. Uh, Kristen Ritter and David Tennant. And, and then I'm very much on board. Yeah. And then you add to that, it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, yeah. that's like the last... That is the least exciting part about the show to me, and you and I do a I do a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I am the target market for this on five levels, and I'm yep. so excited about it. All right, so uh, I I really liked that the ominous nature. I really liked that Luke Cage was in it, and um, she is obvious. It doesn't look like the classic hero story where there's a villain doing villainous things, and then she has to stop him. This is. Much more like this the is, villain is attacking this is, her. Yeah, this much is more post, personal. This is post her superhero career. Like she's oh, already, really? yeah, she's already done the superhero thing for a second and like got hurt, got like mentally and physically broken from it, and then 
after that, she goes and just becomes a PI. And then now Kilgrave is coming back and wants her to like come back into his. How do we know all that? Is it from the trailer? Oh, okay. Like she said, like been there, done that. When he said, like, being a hero puts a target on your back. She said, been there, done that. Yeah, and we know that she's fought Kilgrave from the trailer as well. Yeah, and um, then... Or that he has made her, f- her do horrible things, is what she says. Yeah, her friend really Trish dark. says he's not here now. And then she points at her head and says he's still here. He's always here. Yeah, and she delivers that line so well. That could have been a really cheesy line, but the way she tosses it away... Yeah. Uh, Kristen Ritter does an awesome job of acting right there. So Love with it. that, we know that it's... She's already been hurt by this guy. Plus, she says, he's back. He's coming for me. Yeah. It just looks like not a classic villain doing villainous things, hero must save the world. It looks like she's got a stalker, and that's what the show's yeah. about, you know? Yeah. It's it's not like villain and hero come about at about the same time and then clash. Which it's is like, so common. Yeah. God, you've mm, too much of that has happened. Or, like, villain comes up. Hero has to step up out of, you know, a list of candidates or whatever. Right, right. It's not that. It's just, it's this brutal story of somebody who tried to be a hero and kind of failed and was hurt and broken. And then, like, the guy that broke her is coming back for it again. Like, oh my God. Crazy. Plus, he is so sinister. Yep. I like, feel like we could talk about this trailer almost as long as we could talk about Shield tonight. Like, <laughs> not that Shield is bad, but because there's a lot going tra- on in this episode of Shield. Really excited about this trailer. Um, and like when he says, "You want to invite me in?" and the guys are just like, "Absolutely, come mm-hmm. on in!" Like, oh my god! And yeah. then, ah! <sighs> okay, you, you got a powered person who looks like he he can control anyone. And it looks like he anyone around she is him. his favorite toy. It yes, looks like it is kind of what what you what, what I gathered from the trailer. Yeah, oh, and and like the the person that she was interviewing that was in the police station, you know, he made me jump for hours as high as I could. Exactly, and he he said I was never as good as you. Like, oh my, that is twisted. that is messed it's up. Really <laughs> twisted. It's really really twisted. Um. All right. Well, what's our next piece of news? We got to keep it moving tonight. But Do man. We? Yeah, we do. The next piece of news is the next second of that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, also uh, in recent news, I think it was, I think it happened today. Uh, Marvel released details on the uh, on the Phase Two box set. Yeah, for um, for their for their films, and it looks pretty sweet. It's expensive, but it looks pretty sweet. Um, I've already added it to our Amazon store for those of you who uh, who want to go and get it. Yeah, if you're buying it, buy it from Amazon through our store. We get a little cut. helps out the podcast. It would be very, very appreciated. Um, you don't have to spend any extra money. You just have to click on our link at mcucast.com on the far left-hand side, the Amazon link, and you can see uh, the uh, – you can buy from right right there, and it's we just get a little kickback. It's great. <clears throat> Um, yeah, the um, the Phase Two box set is going to have, obviously, it's going to have every movie, like all of the sure. Phase Two movies. It's also going to have 3D Blu-ray copies of all of the movies. It's also going to have all kinds of art. Uh, let's see, it's got a, it's got a huge list of bonus features. Does it include Agent Sh- Agents of Shield in in the in the box set? 
It does not. Interesting. Okay, so they're go- they're just going to stick with the movies for the phase. Yeah, the phase it's the release. It's going to be Iron Man three, um, Blu-ray three D. All of these are the Blu-ray three D, Blu-ray, and digital copies. So right. no DVD in there. So Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Ant Man. It's all in a one to one size like. Life size, life size prop replica of the orb from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty awesome. And then there's going to be an exclusive bonus content disc with 166 minutes of bonus material and more. I was really surprised that they went with the Guardians of the Galaxy. While it is an Infinity Stone, so I get that why they want to use an Infinity Stone. They used an Infinity Stone in the first the first Phase 1 box set as well. Yeah, they used um, the Tesseract yes. for that one. So I understand why they want to use an Infinity Stone, but I also feel like it's kind of weird. Guardians of the Galaxy being... Their very brand new property that everyone loved. It but was like a surprise smash hit. <laughs> yeah, but it's the least connected of the of the films, you know. Yeah, I can so, see that. So I just thought, as a phase two, the theme of phase two, Guardians of the Galaxy is a strange one to pull from. But I, I, I mean, I'm, well, I'm not I mean, complaining. I love Guardians. If you're going to be using an infinity an, an Infinity Stone, it's honestly it's the best one out of phase two because like. What do you got? You got the Tesseract that's been taken away. It's already been used for yeah, Phase 1. The ether. You've got the ether, which, like, how do you put that into the a mind box? Gem. You do the mind gem and do, like, a vision bus. Just like a vision head. You yeah. open it and there's all the discs. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, maybe. I'm maybe. down. I think the orb, though, is just a better thing because, like, you're you're opening it to get to the Infinity Stone. Believe me. And then, I oh, would there's discs. almost pay the $200 just to have a prop replica of the orb sitting on my shelf. <laughs> Um, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, and so like, cool. All of the bonus features are just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure there's a ton. I mean, it's got a lot of the Marvel one shots. It's got deleted scenes for everything. Just there's so much going on with Probably that. Probably everything that was on every DVD as it came out. Yeah, um, which some more. I think the only one I've actually bought is um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So. <laughs> you know, I can probably justify... You probably swing that. I mean, you want to get all of them anyway. Sure, sure. All right. I feel um, like you're not... Well, if you want to get it separate, we've also got the Ant-Man DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, yeah, for those on our store. Who, who have already spent the money on all of the different <laughs> ones, Ant-Man's now out on Blu-ray as well. It's not yet, not yet. Um, oh, it will be soon. It will be soon. And actually, there was a, a, release, a trailer release where Luis... From the from the Ant Man movie narrates the Blu Ray trailer yes, in his style that. that he does. It's great. It's like uh, <laughs> if you've seen Ant Man, everybody. It's the when when Luis. Uh, all right, so like I got this guy. I was talking to my cousin Hector. Like he, and he does all of that, <laughs> but he tells talking about the movie. That was a yeah, fun, really fun. They've done a good job marketing Ant Man. They really have. You know, um, doesn't take itself too seriously at all. Yeah. You know, uh, it opened in China this, uh, like, I think it was over the past week or the weekend before, but it opened in China, and it had the second biggest opening of any Marvel film that has released in China. Yes, I heard that. The That's only crazy. one that was bigger was Age of Ultron. It had $43.5 million. That's insane. In, it, in its opening weekend just in China. And, and and this comes on the heels of them. They just announced Ant-Man and the Wasp, but now they're like, yep, that's even more confirmation. Yeah, uh, we it's, can it's definitely... like a surprise hit out of nowhere. And it's got like the smallest budget of any oh, Marvel wow. film. Really? I think it's either the smallest or the second smallest. Wow, that's cool. It's got one of the smallest budgets. And so it's just, it's been the most profitable. That's awesome. 
which is just great. Like, <laughs> well, let's make more of those. Yeah. More of those. Let's do that again. You know, it's, it's so funny. They can make such great money on low-budget films by fitting them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because of completists like ourselves that are like, it's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got to see it. <laughs> but um, then it was actually a genuinely good movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, on uh, top of that. They still have to maintain that level of spectacle to keep this going. They still yeah. have to put out those big, huge Avengers, you know. I think they said Avengers uh, Infinity War 1 and 2 is going to cost a billion dollars to make. God. Um, which is insanity. It's, yeah, that's straight Texas that they would even, like, think to spend that. But it's because they're spending that, and they still make their money back on those movies. Yeah. But then... But Disney's got those deep pockets, though. Yes. It's because they can spend the money on those movies that we're like, well, we have to see Ant-Man. Like, there's so many of them that are like, <laughs> even if it wasn't as good, we'd still have to see it. Because, yeah. like, it's going to feed into Infinity War. It's going to yeah. feed into we got to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah, like, exactly. no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter if we liked Ant-Man 1, we're still going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp because it feeds into the... <laughs> now, that's not to say, if enough of them are bad, we'll stop watching. But, like, they haven't really messed up yet. Yeah, I mean, um, there was a little bit of a misstep with Iron Man 3, but they fixed it. They fixed the major gripe that everybody had. Yeah, I loved Iron Man 3, so... Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about it all you want, and I'll defend it. Well, we'll we're going to get to our Iron Man 3 rewatch soon, and, and, we'll, and, and we'll talk it's about it. It's actually the next one. Yep. We have, next next week we have off. We'll get to that Iron Man 3 rewatch finally. Yeah. So, uh, speaking on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Peyton Reed is actually in talks to come back and direct the sequel. That Ant Man cool. and the Wasp bit. That's great. I'm so excited about that. That there's that director continuity. I wonder if they. It's his character. They should probably reach out to Edgar Wright. Nah, <laughs> maybe worked out so well last time. Get him to write it. He can write it. Peyton Reed will direct it. It'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> While we're talking about deals that are about to be reached or deals that are close to being reached, have you heard that Marvel is? apparently nearing a deal to signing Mark Ruffalo on for the Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. I have heard that there are bad plans to include Hulk in Thor Ragnarok, which is, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Yeah. I've heard a lot of theories, but who knows? Yeah. They also have said that it's Thor Ragnarok is going to feature Hulk and Thor working together and they're going to be on a distant planet and is not going to be Asgard. So, what does that mean? Planet Hulk? Could be. They could, like, fuse Ragnarok and Hulk <laughs> and Planet Hulk together, which would be a weird a weird thing. Uh, I don't know. Well, when Thor was leaving in Age of Ultron, he was all about going to find the Infinity Stones. Hmm. So that... There's a loose possibility that Ragnarok could be where they're going to go and find an Infinity Stone on a different planet. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy show up. That'd be awesome. Here's what I love, the idea of um, Hulk going out into the galaxy. Hulk has never found, since he's been the Hulk, Banner has never really found a home for himself here on Earth. Yeah, And I think once he got out into the galaxy, very much like Planet Hulk, he builds a home for himself and a life and a family and all this stuff. And I feel like out in the galaxy might be where he has to go to find true, like, family. Yeah. Um, and I think that'd be really cool for that character. 
Oh, yeah, and he does, like, if he does find that, and then, say, like, Thanos destroys that planet. Oh, gosh. And he, he like, he comes to Earth, like, he's on his way to Earth and destroys that planet. Yeah. And the Hulk comes, like, right behind him. To... Could get bad. Oh, oh my gosh. man. Just the idea of these people planet traveling from planet to planet um, is so appealing to my, like, Star Trek sensibilities. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And then then you're going to start hopping timelines. Right? Oh, my gosh. Back to the Future, Star Trek, all my favorite things feeding this beast. (laughs) They're going to do the the timeline hopping in a police box to make you're on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You know, um, there's been rumor that, um, that Fox and Marvel have come to an agreement as far like cuz like Fox is has announced that they're um they're going to be doing two series, two X-Men related series. Yes, I've heard that. The rumor is that and Fan, Fox the, yeah, Fox yeah, denies it, but they they say the rumor is that they reached a deal that Marvel will get the cinematic rights to the Fantastic 4 and if they get the TV rights. They can have the TV rights. Like that's that is definitely a rumor. It's been denied. So it's I, been I don't denied know. officially, but it's got it's got I some merit that, to it. In my I opinion, I think Marvel is getting back the Fantastic Four rights one way or the other. Yeah. Like I cannot see them, Fox, putting another hundred million dollars behind <laughs> behind Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four like in ten years. Yeah, well, in ten years it's too late. They have to do it like every four years, or they lose the rights. Is it every four? I don't. I don't know exactly. Oh, um, it's about how long often they've done it. That's why we've had one every whatever many years, five or six or seven, something yeah, like that. Something like that. You know, those three unannounced movies. One of those could be a Fantastic Four. Could be, cause Marvel doesn't have the rights to Kang the Conqueror. And Kang the Conqueror is a huge Avengers villain. Yeah. In the comics, at least. So, if they could get the rights to Fantastic Four, because apparently he's tied in with Fantastic Four. Sure. Um, and there's a big uh, reason for that. Like, apparently he's a descendant of Reed Richards in some way. I think he's gotcha, a son yeah. or something like that. But Kang the Conqueror is from the future. Oh, Time travel gosh. coming back. Yeah, we we there really could be all kinds of time travel stuff happen with Fantastic Four. Like if they got Fantastic Four back, that would also bring back the Skrulls, uh-huh. which would allow for Secret War or not Secret War, uh, Secret Invasion. Which they they could do so much. I yes. feel like they, they still couldn't do the mutant stuff, but they could do so much if they got the Fantastic Four rights back. I mean, Galactus. For Galactus instance. would be so great. Um, Galactus and Silver Surfer and all that could be done. In a cinematic universe, oh, gosh, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, and it's not too late for them to include those characters in the Infinity War. Yeah. If they got the rights back sooner uh, with some sort of deal. I mean, think about how fast they're doing the turnaround on Spider-Man. They got those right. That rights deal was announced six months ago, and he's going to be in a movie in four months. Like, that's in or, – or six months, I guess it is from right now. Yeah. Um, that's insane. And so if they announced that deal tomorrow, that they got the Fantastic Four rights back, they could um, either you know work them into the next whatever movie, uh, any, any of the upcoming films, and then you've got Fantastic Four 
all of any any of their characters to use in, in the Infinity War against like, Thanos. Being completely honest, they could not even have to reboot at all. They could just say like those characters decided to open you know another dimensional portal and then came to this one and then now they're here yeah but i i'm just saying like as far as like getting you know quick money out of it or quick continuity yeah but we don't want that we We don't don't want want that that. i don't think it could happen that way no way no way that they would want to tie it to them marvel is going to include that fantastic four movie that just came out in their cinematic universe. And I don't say it's, it's even not. Bad. Me it's and you a... haven't even seen that movie, so we cannot even claim it's bad. We've just heard from so many people that it's bad, and it's such got such bad word of mouth, there's no way Marvel would be like, yeah, yeah, bring that one under the tent. <laughs> like, they wouldn't even do that with Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, had a way better reputation. Yeah. And they were still like, no, no, we're rebooting that shit. Like, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't play in our... We're going to do it a little bit different. That doesn't play in our sandbox. Like, that's, we... Our, our sandbox has a higher higher level of... <laughs> this is of, a classier sandbox? Yeah, okay. much classier sandbox. No cat turds. <laughs> and Fantastic we don't Four want your cat shit over here. would be bringing a cat turd into the Marvel Cinematic Universe sandbox. It would be dropping a litter box into the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe sandbox. Again, I haven't seen that movie. Could be... Could be have and I've heard it has its redeeming qualities, but the last thirty minutes of it is atrocious and uh, no and no good. It's just been I haven't heard anyone say it's a good movie. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard people say, "Oh, it has some good points." They, they, they talk in that high pitched voice that lets you know that there's like they're like weaseling out that small bit of goodness. They're trying really. It's like uh, you know that movie happened. Bless its heart. It's like they're having to squeeze their lungs like a lemon, trying to get all the good juice out of it. You know. Like uh, that's the I'm way trying to get everything. This is, this is, this is the way that I tell you that it's good. It's, it's a little bit. It's concentrated. Yeah, it's concentrated good. Ugh. It's whatever. Definitely not concentrated good. Speaking of people speaking, yeah, that's a random. That's a great segue. That is the best segue so that I've good. ever had. So Luke Cage at New York Comic Con. Somebody was inter- uh, interviewing Luke Cage. Rather, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. He looks so much like Luke Cage. He just is Luke Cage. He now. is Luke Cage. That's fine. It's, it's fine. I don't care what Halo movie he about, did. We talk about Tony Stark all the time. I don't it's give fine. a shit what what Halo movie he was in. <laughs> He's Luke Cage. Right. Anyway, while they were interviewing him, <laughs> they randomly asked, like, using two words, one which you would use to describe sugar and one which is a festive holiday in wintertime, how would you say that Luke Cage is? And, you know, obviously, everybody who's read Luke Cage, knows anything about Luke Cage, knows that that's his catchphrase, is sweet Christmas. And he, he got Luke, he got, he got Mike Coulter. You got Luke Cage to say Sweet Christmas before, like, oh, and he sounds exactly like he needs to. I'm excited about this one, too. Like, Yeah, he pulled off Sweet Christmas. He did um, in, that, in that interview. I, uh, I, I loved it. And, and then what he said about it, he was like, uh, I'm just surprised how well that works. You know, that, that <laughs> <Right>? phrase, <laughs> it works really well in so many situations. Like he was scared of it. And it. Yeah, he said, I was scared of that phrase. I was scared of that being a thing because it, it seemed like it was going to be hard to make, make that work. But it, it works. It works. And so that makes me think they're actually going to use that phrase not just a little bit, but maybe a few times on the show. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that's cool. Well, I, mean, I, I like that they're going for it. If you look at it, like nobody, nobody in the MCU has a catchphrase. 
Uh, yeah, I guess not. Somebody needs a catchphrase. True. If you get somebody with a catchphrase, it's so much more comic book. <laughs> I would love that. He also uh, mentioned the timeline between the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage shows. Yeah. Um, Apparently it it's going to happen like, happen like several months later. Yeah, just a few months, he said. So it sounds like it might be actually kind of real time because that's about the time when they'll be releasing them, I believe. Yeah, because they're already working on them. There's set photos and everything. And that, sure. that I saw those set photos before I had seen any interviews with him, like at New York Comic Con. And I was like, man, he looks just like a perfect Luke Cage. And then I heard him speak, and I saw how damn tall he is. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god! Did they did they like materialize a comic book character in real life?" Yeah. How? Is that weird science style? <laughs> they exactly a, like that, except they, they brought Luke Cage out. Hook up a black Ken doll to a <laughs> to a. Uh, I don't know. A black Ken doll? You know, they use a Barbie in Weird Science. Okay, that's fair, but, like, I'm sure there's a black Ken that's not actually Ken. A male... I don't know what it's... They just... <laughs> they picked, like, a black G.I. Joe guy. Sure. Whatever. Whichever just, uh, one that was. Uh, an action the, figure, and then they... Just add action figure. Let's pick one. Put him... Uh, put him... Hooked him up to the pictures of from the comics. Yeah. Weird Science, man. Yeah. Totally. Weird Science. <laughs> um, and, right. you know... Uh, one of the connective tissues, you know how there's like little bits of connective tissue everywhere? Uh, Claire Temple is going to be in um, Jessica Jones. We're going to see her like probably in the hospital. Probably, um, yeah. There's also going to be a little bit of connective tissue from Daredevil to Luke Cage. Um, reportedly, Turk Barrett, the um, the arms dealer and trafficker and like all around just henchman and lieutenant... Uh, that we saw in Daredevil, the guy with the taser in the first yeah, in episode. Yeah, the very first scene. Yeah, in the first scene of the first episode. Um, well, Second or yeah. third scene, yeah. Whatever. In first the first episode, scene. in the first episode, the guy with the taser, that guy is apparently going to be in Luke Cage. With the taser and the bucket. Well. He's probably going to be with, with the taser in the bucket, too. You never know. Yeah. But that guy, did you read the, the comic that I talked about a couple of weeks ago? I did not. The, like, 12-page Jessica Jones comic? Nope. He was in the hospital. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because Daredevil kicked the crap out of him. That's right. I remember. I and remember Jessica Jones took money from him. That. Yeah. To pay his baby mama. So he'll apparently be around. Just, that's fun. It's funny that there's, like, there's the one good character that's, like, the hospital nurse that's going around... That's the connective, or that's connective tissue, like for the heroes. And then there's yeah. the one bad guy that just keeps getting the shit kicked out of him. Here's my fear <laughs> for her. Yeah, that she's the Coulson. No, I'm okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Serious. Once I once we started sitting here talking about how Claire Temple's going to be in everything, I started thinking she's the connective tissue. She's the glue. <laughs> oh no, that we know she's that, the push. That that bodes. Poorly for her character going forward. <laughs> well, Joss Whedon's not involved. Oh uh, yeah, but I just think about like how heart wrenching it would be to have her uh, encounter the Purple Man or whatever oh, David Tennant's character. Just like the oh. idea of having her on screen with him at the same time because Cla- Claire from Daredevil, I just love her. I love her when she's in danger. It actually scares me. Like she, <laughs> I really, I, I feel really, legitimate fear for her. I do. I do. All right. So what's our last piece of news there? Vin Diesel has been talking somehow. 
about wanting to play Black Bolt. Of course. We've known that for a while. He's been doing a lot. He's been doing that a lot. But he was on IGN, I believe it was. He was in an interview with IGN. And um, the way that he puts it, he says... It would be, put it this way, when Kevin Feige, this is a quote, by the way, when Kevin Feige started talking to me about who would ever think a voice for one thing and presence for another would be pretty genius. It'd be pretty genius. Whenever my father sends me an email at the end of it, he says, stay human. It's cool and beautiful, but what is he really trying to say? Is he trying to say I've been affected by Terrigen Mist? Does he want to cocoon me again? I think he's really excited for the role. Yeah. Or, like, really excited to be considered for the role but like i think he's trying to get the fan casting to happen again oh yeah for sure more than anything for sure and I mean, honestly definitely i would rely on that i would go for it he's he's got such a great physical presence he really does i don't know there's a lot of characters i wouldn't want him to play in the in the marvel cinematic universe but black bolt seems like a perfect fit yeah a perfect fit. and groot seems like a perfect fit it's just it's pretty great i really uh, i have no qualms with him and i do love the idea of him playing the physical representation of one character and the vocal representation of the other. That's super fun. Like one that says five different words, like five unique words yep. in one movie, and then one who like never speaks in another one. Like he might say one word toward the end just to beat the bad guy one Have good I told time? you my, and this, this uh, we may have talked about this months ago, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, spoiler alert, um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a year old now. Calm down, everybody. Um, <laughs> it's a year and a half old. Uh, so you know he says I am Groot the whole movie yeah and that one moment he says we are Groot yeah have I told you my interpretation of that based on comics oh, lore is that they're starting to understand yeah. him more the whole idea about be- hanging out with a Groot is the more you get to know them the more you understand them yeah and so my interpretation of that was not that he actually said we are Groot but they're starting to know him and care about him, and he's starting to care about them, and they're starting to form that uh, uh, psychic bond, the same bond that Rocket has with him. Yeah. And so when he says that, they know what he means, and it comes out as we are Groot in their minds. That's what they hear. I think it's really fun. It's a lot of... It bothers me a lot that he says we are Groot at the end otherwise, so I really have to fix that in my <laughs> that's, head. That's your head and I wasn't sure for if it. I, I wasn't sure if I ever said it on the podcast, so you I just did. wanted to make it clear. You did. That's what I feel about that. You uh, you made that headcanon apparent <laughs> at one point. All right, all right. I just had to make it, had to put it out there that I don't think it's a flaw. Because if, if he can only say three words and he says a five, fourth and fifth word at the end, it bothers me. It bothers me. That's, he can't do it. We say, if you establish rules, you have to stick to those rules. Sorry, Harper. The dog freaked out. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. I was a little worried because you you got some anger in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Should we cast you for the Hulk? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm green. <laughs> so that's really all the news that I have. All right. Well, let's that dive freaking into some of this general feedback man, before we get the shield. That trailer. That trailer. The trailer is the biggest piece of news. Go watch the Jessica Jones trailer. You've already heard us talk about it a lot, um, but... If you haven't seen it yet, you really road, need to put out an episode that's just like a trailer review. <laughs> if you're on the road, just pull over, uh, watch the entirety of the review. There's not enough time for that. That's right. Just watch it while you're driving. That's a great idea. It's only two and a half minutes. <laughs> if you're in Texas, that's easy. You just you're in a straight line. 
Oh my gosh. Did you hear about this thing where and I don't I don't know the details of it yet cuz I just saw it on uh Stephen Colbert. Apparently, uh Tesla customers woke up to a software update on their Teslas and it was self-driving. What? Yes. They like they, apparently it happens all the time if you, if you have a Tesla when you have it plugged in at night it it connects to Wi-Fi and gets software updates. Yeah. It did that. And, like, this week, a bunch of them got in their cars, and it's like, and, and when you get in your car, it says, new software update. Your car can now blow, and it tells you the list of things it can do that's new or different. And it, one of the things was just, it self-drives now. I did not hear about that. Yeah, I, I gotta look into it more. I honestly just saw him talk about it on Stephen Colbert, and I was like, what? And then <laughs> I've been too busy to, like, research. Uh, but apparently, and it showed a guy, like, in his car, and it's like... I think what it is is it's just like highway driving, but that's amazing, and I want to buy a Tesla. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, I my need gosh. that. I need that in my life. I'd need a self-driving car. It's just a need. It's not even a. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want a self-driving car real bad. <laughs> that's my other podcast. I talk about it all the time. Uh, but self-driving car <laughs> is uh, pursue the trivial. Listen to like the first ten episodes. You'll hear me talk about self-driving cars like every episode. Uh, but uh, like, I was excited about Project Aura, but like self-driving cars like whatever man that's that's insane yeah apparently they're just already a thing i mean they've been saying it's like five years away for two or three years now but like apparently it just dropped on these people last week like they didn't know they were getting it and it just happened in a software update that's insane okay i'm gonna look into that and make sure it's true and i'll get back to everyone thank Um, you (laughs) thank you but it was on colbert of course it's true he doesn't ever make jokes. Of course not. Um, Was that news on The Onion? No. Okay. It's on Colbert, a comedy show. But it seemed like the story <laughs> was true. All right. Good. You guys, you'll find out. Whatever. <laughs> you'll see. I'll show them all. Next week when the robots have taken over the world, you'll all see I've, I, was, I was telling the truth. I was a prophet. All right. Let's get into <laughs> some feedback. Artista Omer... El Malia. El Malia, maybe? I don't know. He, uh, he says to us on Facebook, I got the H gem from the Doctor Strange movie. He's talking about the, the H of what everybody thinks is the Infinity Stones spelling out Thanos. And he's saying that it's Hogoth. Who is Hogoth? So Hogoth is like the... He's like one of the oldest... or probably the oldest he's one of the oldest uh, magic entities in the marvel cinematic universe he like he lives in his own little pocket dimension um he was one of the major three that um the Oshter and agamotto and he were like the the trinity the benevolent trinity of magic or whatever um currently the uh, the the thing that kind of distinguishes who the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth is, is the Eye of Agamotto. Right. Um, that's obviously where that came from, is, you know, his magical... Uh, I, I don't want to just be like, it's a magic necklace, but, like, it's a... Right. It's an artifact. And Hogoth, I mean, he generally... He generally so it's something we we don't know about yet in the cinematic universe at least. Yeah, but I don't I don't comics. think that he's gonna be uh, an Infinity Stone because I mean it's 
it's kind of a person. It's an entity, so to speak. It's a, um, what's the word? It's a sentient being. Right. So, I don't know. But yeah. It's kind of like, he's kind of an elder from, god, you know? Right, right, right. Could be something from him or uh, of him or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I have no idea. It sounds like something we'll learn about yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> if if anywhere. Yeah, I don't know enough about Doctor Strange. You know, they came out with a new Doctor Strange comic after Secret Wars recently. Cool. The um, There's an alternate cover for it that is so funny. You've seen Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, Job, when he's making the yacht disappear, has the the cards and then the knife. Like, that's the, what they're going for with, right, right, right. with Doctor Strange on this cover. He's got <laughs> the knife in his mouth and, like, cards in both hands, and he's just looking all crazy. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> that's a great alternate cover. And apparently that comic is really, really good. It's just Doctor Strange's, like, first solo comic in decades. Cool. Which is pretty neat. Yeah, that's that's badass. I still just don't think that Hogoth is going to be an Infinity Stone. Huh? It's a it's a it's a it's it's a theory. It is a theory. It's a theory. Go for it. There are a lot of theories. Yeah. Uh, Pake Allen says to us on Facebook, listening to the episode and wanting to add to the Rand Defenders theory stuff. Nathaniel posted that you talked about, and I had a little extra thought that you guys didn't mention. Aren't they planning an Iron Fist series for the future as well? Well, the real name of Iron Fist is Danny Rand. Haven't looked much into or know about this theory too much, but that's another interesting connection, maybe? Ooh. I don't know what you guys were talking about, because I didn't listen to the episode. Uh, we, uh, I think it was actually us a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the fact that... Or no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was one of the feedbacks, maybe, that one of our listeners pointed out that um, in the comics... In the comics, Jessica Jones is also hit by a truck with chemicals in it. That causes her to develop powers. Yeah. And they were theorizing it could have been either the same truck or another Rand truck, which Rand is the name on the truck. Uh, and this, this, uh, and Pake is pointing out that Rand is the last name of Iron Fist. Yeah. So maybe that Rand is that Rand. Uh, could be. Could be. And could be it's something possible. to do with Iron Fist's powers or whatever. Well, no, Iron Fist, um, Iron Fist just was taught martial arts like Danny Rim was taught martial arts okay. and he controls his chi is what that is it's Does the mystical part company or some he sort he is a millionaire playboy philanthropist well there you go yeah there you go so that's probable that that's the case yep that's probably the same rand all right cool yeah i wonder if i wonder if that'll be like a point of contention if they'll like blame him for their accidents slash powers they might um cool so I guess we should get into the episode, maybe yes. talk about it. But first, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine 45. and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Proudest member, I think. I, yeah, I think so. I think, you're, I think you're right. I think we wear our pride on our sleeves. Um, I've got a patch. You can uh, you can find all, everything MCUcast at mcucast.com. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com for an email, at mcucast on Twitter. I think you get it. It's mcucast everywhere, with the exception of our phone number, which is 573-CAST-MCU. They'll reverse it there. 573-CAST-MCU. It's keeping you on your toes. Yeah, we like to keep you guessing. Um, so, <laughs> uh, hit us up on the MCUcast. Uh 
at all of those places, and we will do our best to include your feedback on the show, um, which is what we're going to get into now with some S.H.I.E.L.D. New, uh, reports and feedbacks. Um, this past episode, Devils You Know. Yep, it's episode four of season three. Oh, and there's going to be a big fat spoiler alert. All right, here we go. So spoiler alert in three, two, one. Colson has a laser finger, and it's classified. That is correct. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. That's probably not the thing that I should have yelled about, but it was really fun to think about that. All right, biggest moment of this episode. What is it to you? Biggest moment of this episode? It's hard to say. I'm going to have to put it on the the part where... um. Andrew may have died. Yeah, the death of May's boo. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's what that's we'll call absolutely, it. That's insane. And, and man, F Hunter, man. What the? Didn't even get him. Uh, did, you, did you watch this episode twice or just once? I watched it one and a half times. Did you get to the part where they have a conversation about how Bobby and Hunter's lives are not worth Ward's life? Yeah. F you, Hunter! Come on! Like, what is your <laughs> right? problem? Oh, they just talked about how May values him and his boo more than capturing or killing Ward. Like, it's not worth your lives. And then he straight up makes a decision to sacrifice her boo for... <laughs> Capture, not even capturing Ward. I am mad at Lance Hunter. I am the, mad. The best he got was a a tag in the shoulder. It was a pretty good tag, though. I mean, that looked like some deep tissue, like, uh, I mean, you know, it, the, with the right, it, we haven't seen the results of that bullet wound yet, but it, it could have done some damage. Man. But he also then just runs like 40 feet and jumps in a truck, so it probably wasn't that much damage. Grant Ward gets shot so much. It's true. True. Grand Ward's fine. I it's fine. I'm so mad at Lance Hunter. That is, and we have lots of feedback about this. We have so much feedback about this, and we were gonna, we're going to dive right into feedback, and then we'll touch on whatever we didn't touch on. But um, uh, let's just dive right into feedback. A lot of it surrounds what might have happened to Andrew, uh, theories and speculations. And it seems like everybody's having the same theory that I had. Yeah. But they're posting it on the on the internet before I get to talk about it, so I don't seem as clever yep. as I thought that I was going to sound. <laughs> it's a it's a good theory. Because like as soon as it theory. ended, I was just like, "Oh my! What? No! They can't just kill him. He's he's not dead. That he's not dead. I'm not sure." And then I was like, "No, wait a minute! They focused a lot. They focused a lot on." May saying, you just dropped off the face of the earth after we had run away together. And then they focused a lot. Like, why would they randomly include Lash turning into a human as he walks away in the middle of the street after flipping a truck over and killing somebody? Does he, like, does he kill people and then just turn into a human and walk away? Like, in the middle of everything, he probably doesn't. He probably runs away. So they had there's there's a reason for that. There's got to be a reason. And then they focused a lot on like 
See, I saw the death thing coming because they were focusing a lot in the beginning on like last time on Agents of Shield, like this thing with with Andrew and hey professor, and then yeah blah, and we ran away, and like I'm like they're focusing on him way too much. They're about to kill him, and then they did it, but they didn't show his body. They showed blood near some shoes. They and didn't they show, show skin color of anybody laying on the floor. It's true. And they showed Dude Man running out. And Strucker, he looked terrified. Out. He looked terrified, which could go either way. But it also, we don't see his friend run out. Which yeah, is the, we don't I think see the, the two strongest. guys that were with him run out. Uh, I only saw one guy, I think. There was one guy but on either side. Okay. I think. Uh, I'm fairly certain. I only saw one guy. I think there's... But either way, we don't see anyone else with Strucker. Strucker runs out by himself. So if they killed Andrew and then lit the place on a blaze, um, what happened to those other two dudes? Why yeah. didn't they come out of the uh, out of this little bottega or whatever? It was a market. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. He's not dead. I I don't know. I don't know if I even hope or not he's dead. Like, I like the character. I don't want him to be dead for that reason. But if he's not dead because he's a evil monster that's killing everyone. He's necessary. Yeah, there's that line. I know. <laughs> but, like, he thinks he's necessary. Is he just... Is he making this decision? Or has he been, like... Well, see, like, he's somehow also... Somehow conscripted to do this? He He feels that he's the judge, is what it is. And we just don't know that yet. We know well, that from I mean, that's comics, what it is, the comics. But um, we just don't know why he would be doing this. We know that he was he was mad looking at Alicia in the containment unit. I would not I don't know if I'd call it mad. Yeah, well, but. okay. The the feedback that we got said that he was mad looking and I didn't think that he looked mad. It was it was more of like a deep concern. Yeah. Like that person It all lines up because is not who we also know that, that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been capturing slash tagging all these people. Yeah. So, I don't know if it lines up, because they haven't been able to get... I was thinking it kind of worked, because maybe he's gleaning information from S.H.I.E.L.D., then using that information to feed it to his friend, who's hunting them in the on the internet, finding them, and he's killing them. But... The information he's gleaning from S.H.I.E.L.D., S.H.I.E.L.D. has never beat him to a site. Lash. They've never beat Lash to a site, so that doesn't really work. Lash always beats them there and kills them before before uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. can capture them. Except for this episode. Correct. Because Alicia was working with S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This episode and the first episode of the season. Yeah. Where he, they uh, they capture that other or help that other man with the Wonka elevator. Joey. Joey is his name and he's gay. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like that they can just randomly throw that in. Right. Anyway, uh, well let's uh, dig into some uh feedback. Uh we'll some look, more feedback. Yeah, yeah. We're, into this theory. Yeah, well a lot of it's the theory, but let's get into all this feedback we got for Shield this week. Uh Robert T. Frost first off says could use some Agent Caning. Right. Um yeah, absolutely. All about that Patton Oswald. Absolutely. I miss Patton a lot. Um he was a great part of the show and I'm think I'm sure he'll be back shortly. He went to do the last season on some other television show. So yeah. uh once that back. show ends, I think he'll be back as a regular. 
I mean, how else are we going to get life model decoys going, right? Right. <laughs> He's a robot. Mm. He's all robots. So, uh, <clears throat> Artista Omer Elmalia, I, I, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but I'm not certain. Anyway, he says to us, he says, as a Hebrew speaker and your unofficial source for anything Jewish, Hebrew, or Israeli stuff. <laughs> that's thank you for being our yes, unofficial absolutely. source. I, I mean, like, I we like can make him an official source. Uh, anything Jewish, Hebrew, or Israeli stuff. Stuff. Yeah, that's real fun. Can we go with content? Maybe. Anyway, this is, is Mavet. It Mavet. <clears throat> and not Maveth, as the professor exclaimed, only means death. No punishment included. And, because there's still a lot of A's in it, right. a little bit of accidental revelation. The Moroccan guy who gave Fitz the scroll, an Israeli actor, who also played a member of the Ten Rings gang that kidnapped Tony on the first Iron Man. I'm guessing it's not intentional, but it's still awesome. No, it is intentional because it's Marvel. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that guy definitely could be part of the Ten Rings. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're they're sprinkling in Ten Rings people everywhere. If he'd had a Ten Rings tattoo, though, that would have been like, mwah, just good, <laughs> like strong, deep continuity. Unless he died in that raid after Iron, when Iron Man was leaving, then I'd... I guess I could say it was his twin brother. See, I mean, how they the didn't all die. They didn't all die. No, he, because he, he, they were they dug up the stuff. Yeah, later. absolutely. So he was one of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you couldn't see because they were wearing masks because there was a sandstorm. A lot of them died near, near the end, where uh, uh, when his oh gosh Tony's oh blah stain Obadiah came and he killed off a lot of them. Yeah, but we don't know that he that same guy was there. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally could be the same guy. Mm. I worry, though. I worry that we're going to find that and be like, "No!" <laughs> Doesn't matter. We don't. <laughs> they didn't say it was the same guy. Just same actor. So we're we're safe. We're okay. safe. Well, I mean, Enver Gokaj was in uh, the Avengers, and then also in Agent Carter. It's true. He was a cop. But it was cop and a cop over generations. It just seemed like <laughs> he's, seemed like he's the distant relative. Of either that, or he's a time lord. Yeah. Well, uh, he had more to say here. Uh, yeah, he said, Matt, for a fin fang foom bit of story or appearance, read Next Wave, a contained story, funny and kick ass. Taskmaster's name is Tony Master, and he gained his photographic reflexes, quote-unquote, while being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. This theory is becoming more and more plausible. Last thing, have you noticed what is setting Simmons' PSD off? PTSD. Yeah. I'm sorry, what did I say? PSD. Whatever. What is setting Simmons' PTSD off? Buzzing okay. of phones and the whirring of gears. I'm thinking she faced some sort of robot mechanic character. Tried digging deep in my memory for an alien robot killer or something. Not sure he's a robot, but I think Deathhead is. Love AOS. Love the podcast. Cool. Thank you. Oh, and you skipped a line. He said, hey, gang, David was an awesome addition to the to the cast this week. Oh, did I? Just like, that's real mean, Jeff. I didn't mean like, to skip that our line. Our friend Dave. Our friend Dave. And you, the yeah, way that... That's the a way... Freudian skip right there. The, no, like, I was looking at the page. Like, the page <laughs> down is where I started. Yeah, Because like, <laughs> everything skipped up when you deleted the one above it. No, I know. It. I just messed mess with you. <laughs> just like, that's, a, that's definitely a I Freudian skip. I was looking skip. forward to reading that. Because <laughs> I, I remember reading that this week going, oh, I'm going to talk about that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave was a great addition. Uh, first off, let me just say that Dave was a great addition, and it was wonderful to have him. And you guys should listen to the DC On Screen oh, podcast. Man. If you enjoyed Dave's presence last week, check out the DC On Screen podcast. Funny. That That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let me make sure I'm not missing another one. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're good. Brian Bilsma, <laughs> Brian Bilsma on Facebook says, I was browsing Reddit after episode four and came across a theory about Lash and wanted to see what you guys think. A few people are thinking that Andrew is Lash. We never see him dead. All we see is a pool of blood in the foot of someone who is dead. Also, Strucker was running out of that store looking pretty freaked out and without any of the Hydra people he was with. Plus, with his drama with May randomly dropping off the face of the Earth, maybe that's why he left. It seems like the show is making the audience think that Rosalind is Lash. I mean, right after Daisy told Mac that Lash could be anyone, Rosalind just happens to interrupt them. Also, the shadow we see of Lash changing... Uh, when he's changing forms, looks like a female figure rather than a male figure. I can understand both theories, but I'm leaning towards more towards Andrew being Lash. What do you guys think? I just don't know what to think. You know I'm all about Andrew being Lash. I know you are. And I am, I'm down with the theory, and there's definitely a lot to support it. Uh, but it all seems very circumstantial at this point. Um, by the way, that uh, that theory... Uh, was given to us by Brian Bilsma. Michael Jackson also wrote in with that theory. Uh, uh, a lot of the same points were made, uh, but it's uh, Brian Bilsma's was a lot shorter. Yeah. So when, uh, Do we want to stick with that one? Yeah, and just, just be like, Michael that. Jackson also said Michael that. Jackson also said all of those things in a little more detailed way, but his was almost two pages long, and so I just want to give him credit for also bringing that theory forward. Uh, I feel bad that we didn't that we weren't able to to cast on on the Wednesday when we normally do. Cause I was, I was all over just bringing that theory to the table being like, look what I thought up. Yeah. And then, you know, the internet has already done its thing. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely looking, I, there's definitely enough evidence to, to think that might be the case. The biggest, everything else I would say, no, the biggest piece of evidence for me is that the other Hydra agents did not come out of that, uh, that little market. Yeah. Like if those other Hydra agents came out of the market, then, it just uh, no. I, I would actually be annoyed if they do make him lash, and I still kind of am because it's sort of that whole death not mattering thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, they just yeah. killed somebody, and this could be a really emotional thing driving forward. But, and I still think there's going to be repercussions, even if he's not dead. Even if he's not, if he is lash, he's got a lot to answer for. There's that, but what, it, it, even the person that I think has a lot to answer for out of this is Lance Hunter. Even if he's not Lash, even if he is Lash, and he is the guy, blah blah blah, and he disappears again, Lance Hunter everybody still thinks that he's dick. dead. Lance Hunter is still a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, and May's gonna be furious. Exactly. With him. That's that's what I'm. I mean, she understood. She still backs him up when when he goes in guns blazing. She's still backing him up and 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 watching his back. But like, oh my gosh, I think she still understands he's about the mission. <sighs> I guess I guess you've got the layer to add on to this that if he had let uh, Ward go, he would have had a, a, a arm been armed with a bunch of guns that Lance Hunter had provided, yeah. which was a whole different issue. But still, it just seems like Lance was choosing his boo over May's boo. <laughs> and, and, and it's all not, about the boo. It's all about that boo. About that boo. Um, Lance Hunter. <laughs> so I'm. I don't know. Lance just like straight up. I don't see Colson making that call. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I see Coulson thinking, well, either thinking of something or just letting Ward walk away. Or making some kind of deal with Ward, like either walk away without the guns, you know, something like that. Like Maybe. You can get away, but you've taken these guns, we can't have that. This gunfight's going to happen. I don't know, some sort of bargaining. I just But going in like that, knowing that it meant the death of Andrew, that's some cold shit. It really some cold is. shit, Hunter. He's a cold-hearted bitch. I uh, what? He's just been in too he's deep, too long. I feel like they're trying to say that about Hunter. Like these last few episodes, they've been like, he's been in too deep, too long. He's they've, going crazy. He's 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 the three. They they haven't made it feel like a long time. Well, he's been hunting Ward for no, a yeah, while. Yeah, agreed. But they've been saying he's been in too deep with Hydra. This episode may came. I don't think that they said that. May, may came to Coulson and was like, he's just. He's he's in too deep with Hydra. Maybe she just meant in danger, but it sounded like she was saying like his judgment was impaired, and he was like, well, because he wanted he wanted Ward so damn bad. Yeah, it just sounded like she was saying he'd been under undercover too long, which I think they wanted us to believe. I think they wanted us to believe there's like a little bit of a gap between these two episodes because they've obviously done other things. Uh, Hunter's already been on a couple of jobs for them. Yeah, um, but it just seemed so quick because he just got in with Hydra at the end of the last episode. Um, I almost wish instead of that they had brought Lance Hunter had been in Hydra during the break or something like during the season started he's already been working with Hydra if they were gonna like go with that he's a little fractured and a little crazy cause, yeah uh, you know whatever well you know I would have preferred if they had brought him into Hydra and like kind of walked us through him doing some things that were questionable rising through the ranks you know. Like, having to make that judgment call of, like, you know, you have to kill this farmer to join us, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Might have been... Well, it's a little cliche, though. That would have at least though. explained his darkness. He did have to kill his friend. Well, his friend was going to kill him. True. But still, I don't think he would have really killed him. wasn't really his friend. Sure. I still don't think he would have killed the guy. He seemed, he seemed to genuinely care about the guy. Yeah, he seemed concerned that the guy wasn't breathing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he was like... Aren't you going to check him? So what's the point? He's not breathing. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. That was that was some that was some it was some dark shit. But it still didn't didn't seem like they let that simmer long enough for him to like have been well, under too long. Yeah, and like I'll have to go back and listen to exactly what her wording is. But I, the I, obelisk I, I was the also not simmering long enough. You know, first, second episode, whatever. That's true. Obelisk gets destroyed. That's true. It, it does not uh, does not last long. Yeah, which I I am all for them moving through story, you know, them making progress. Um, Nathaniel Muzzy has a different theory about uh, about Andrew here. I think everyone is pro- uh, this is Nathaniel Muzzy. I think everyone is probably on the same page that Andrew has at least a thirty percent chance of being alive. Yeah, I, th- I think that's thirty percent is. Uh, I think it's fifty fifty at this point. Um. Maybe even more on the other I side. Mean, he's got two options. He's either alive or dead. Well, yeah, but which 50, way 50. is it leaning, you know? Yeah. Um, he says, I'm curious if he might actually be Hydra. The whole thing being done on a film for May, him rejecting May, him being in S.H.I.E.L.D. when it was full of Hydra, I think there's a good chance. Interesting. I... I, I I don't see Maybe. it just because of how he reacted. I he seemed pretty genuine to me. 
Uh, yeah, but that's the point, like though, is that everybody's so genuine. I just like him so much. <laughs> I don't want him to be a bad guy. Honestly, that's, I'd rather him be dead than a bad guy. You say that. You say that, that everyone's so genuine. But if you look back at the people who were in Hydra, uh, for the most part, they were dicks. Uh, the only one we actually got fooled by was Ward. Like, everyone that we see in, like, Captain America 2 that was Hydra was also a dick. Like, uh, <laughs> which, to, to the point that we saw Victoria Hand, we were like, surely she's Hydra. Like, <laughs> like she just That's got that, that dick factor is at least, like, 80%. I mean, I don't think anyone's 100% a dick, you know? Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. Guardians. I knew that you would get it in there. Guardians reference. Uh <laughs> I saw it coming. Uh, we're talking about dick percentages and here. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, How can I not? Oh, man. <laughs> Constantly doting on Guardians of the Galaxy. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. So Gary Vasut on Facebook says to us, not seeing much reference to this point online yet. The naming of the inhuman sensitive to other inhumans in this episode is Dwight Fry. It has to be a reference to the actor of the same name, best known for playing the character Renfield in the 1930s Bella Lugosi, or sorry, Bella Lugosi version of Dracula. Uh, Renfield in the movie is hypnotized, driven crazy, and forced to do the bidding of Lugosi's Dracula, somewhat of a parallel to the Dwight Fry character in this recent episode. I don't know if that is intentional or not, but I thought it worth noting. The name of Dwight Fry made me remember a song by 1970s rocker Alice Cooper called The Ballad of Dwight Fry, a song also about the 1930s actor. I thought I would would point this out, as I have not seen anyone else do so yet. Yeah, you're the first person I've I've, I've seen call that out, Gary. Um, And I did. I went and listened to that Gary Cooper song, because I was like, Alice Cooper song. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I put Gary Vassett and, uh, Al- and Alice Cooper together and came up with Gary Cooper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I went and listened to that Alice Cooper song, and I was listening to it, and it actually reminded me a lot of Simmons' situation. There's a whole thing about being away for uh, many days and being alone and making lots of friends there and all this stuff like the the Alice Cooper song and I was like I wonder if somehow they're calling to Simmons character using the Dwight Fry I don't know anyway uh, hmm. yeah it, I don't know anything about Dwight Fry either the song or the actor but the his his correlation between the Bela Lugosi movie uh, character seems pretty legit yeah yeah that is a nice little callback and you know Marvel's all about that. Marvel's all about, all about that callback. Connecting to 1930s actors. Well, just connecting to other stuff. I don't know. Well, connect to itself. I don't know. This is a pretty... Uh, pretty... Obscure? Obscure case of this sort of thing. It reminds me, actually, of... Did you watch Breaking Bad? I am most of the way through it. I think we have 12 episodes left of the last season. Nice. Uh, yeah. There's a... There were all these small references in the final season to a song uh, called uh, "The Girl from El Paso" or something like that, and it described it's a like night like a, an old 1940s song or something, and it described uh, this character who goes through this arc, <clears throat> and which ended up paralleling with uh, with his arc in 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 the show, 
and it was such a small reference, and they, they, they mentioned it a couple of times, and they named the last one of the last episodes Felina, which is the name of the girl in the song, and people were speculating online, blah, 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 and in the last episode, people were, this speculation was bouncing on the internet about, I think it's connected to the song, and blah, and it's just a small, yeah, sure, maybe, but then the last episode, he, uh, gets in a car and ejects the tape deck and that tape pops out of the tape deck <laughs> and he puts it puts it down and it was like oh wow <laughs> like, they just like couldn't did a really either they're teasing all of those people or they're like straight up going there <laughs> huh. um yeah it was really cool um and so that this actually reminds me of that sort of thing which i love that like really obscure pop culture referencey like uh but then again that's they like, could have just put the names Dwight and Fry together. <laughs> <laughs> it's unlikely. It's <clears throat> you know it's it's very um, it's that deep human continuity. It's, like, <laughs> it's that life continuity. Let's call back to life real quick. Indeed. So Mark Amargo hit us on Twitter. He said, I don't see farewell tweets or party pics. Therefore, Dr. Andrew Garner is not dead. <laughs> and so, you know what? Mark, don't go that all meta is on right. us. You're right, but don't go all meta on us. You're spoiling me here. <laughs> <laughs> he also said, if Dr. Garner survives the attack or gets Tahiti, I want him to be Deathlock 2.0. I don't know about all that. Deathlock yeah. is still out there. Yeah, he's a 2.0. Wait a minute. He's got 1.0. Why isn't Deathlock on this new team? What if Deathlock was assigned to be Andrew Garner's shadow, and he saw Dr. Garner in trouble and, like, burst through the wall and then wrecked all those people and took Dr. Garner out, and then the building explodes, and neither of them is Lash? That's absolutely possible. (laughs) Um, what if I didn't see a big Deathlock sized hole on the outside of the wall they didn't like show Bug Bunny, Bugs well, like, Bunny what if style? it was in the back though like he came <laughs> through the back wall like busting out of the freezer that's true it's very possible yeah could have been <laughs> what if this is gonna be I'm just gonna I'm gonna snowball this I'm gonna keep going you remember, <laughs> you remember seeing what if the the cashier that was in that store who oh, like yeah. snuck around to the back. What if he went back there to transform into Lash? Ooh, he was real slinky yeah, he was and Lash feminine. The whole time. He's Lash the whole time. Or what if he's the Hulk? What if he's the Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> They've changed actors before. That could be the new Hulk. <laughs> what if the Hulk is Doctor Andrew Garner? What if the Hulk is now black? He's Black Hulk. Blulk. No, there's been Green Hulk and Red Hulk and Blue Hulk. I know, but Blulk's a funny word. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> let's get up. Let's get every theory possible for this. Like how Andrew Garner is not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's got the laser finger? Have you seen this guy making conspiracy videos on the internet now? And like, it's based on. There's a movie called I think it's Room Two Thirty Seven, and it's about The Shining and all the uh, crazy conspiracy theories about what Kubrick was secret messages that Kubrick was including in The Shining. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. There's a whole movie. It's a documentary called Room Two Thirty Seven, and it's about. And the, the the main thing that they say is that I think that the this conspiracy theory is that the moon landing was faked and uh, that Kubrick was the was the director who faked it. <laughs> okay, okay. And that 
Kubrick in that movie lays out all kinds of weird things that tell you that he faked it. Like all kinds of weird uh, little little things that lead you to believe that he fa- he lets you know even though he couldn't say it out, out in public or whatever. I think that's the main like theory that but there's a bunch of other stuff like all kinds of weird stuff about what the what the movie means and all this conspiracy stuff. So this guy has taken to the internet and with started, a little bit of headcanon. He started making these YouTube videos that take other movies and do the same thing. Like they break them down like really intensely and they break down like all of the reasons why this movie, there's some conspiracy behind this movie. (laughs) And this week for Back to the Future Day, he did a Back to the Future one and how it was like predicting 9-11 and it's pretty, it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh man. It's really funny, but it's like really, it's like just proves that you can just make conspiracy theory out of anything. Well, yeah, I read an article on Cracked like a couple of years ago that was talking about how how uh, Starship Troopers was predicting 9/11 and everything that happened with it, and uh, oh yeah, and I was like, what? This uh, because apparently, like, I love cracked so much. <laughs> it was like you've got a, a race that supposedly sends a huge, like, devastating attack at us that we kind of have no real way of understanding how they were how they were able to pull it off because it's bugs that are that launched a rock yeah. at the earth and it hit like it precisely hit buenos aires and that's a devastating attack and they yep. immediately sent us to war and it's like that kind of parallels with how these um, sure, sure. I, I, get, people, I got the parallel before yeah. you even started explaining. And, like, it went on just even more and even deeper with it. And, like, we had to go to that planet and just completely wipe them out. But, like, we went to the home planet and it didn't really work out. So we went to this other planet instead. And, like, it's just, it was crazy. It was honestly, it was crazy how much of a parallel they drew between it. But it was also just insane that they would that all of this would make any sense to them. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's conspiracy theories can can you can really uh, come up with almost anything from any anything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, so let's let's keep going with it, right? <laughs> like, there, what if what? Phil Coulson gave uh, Doctor Garner a an escape disc and like. He shot uh, two of the guys real quick, threw down the disc, and, like, escaped in the pod. Yeah. Hole in the ceiling. But chow We already saw it tear up a subway. That's true. No, I'm with you. There's there's <laughs> lots of ways they could be get out of this whole Andrew's dead thing. Uh, but I still think the character... The thing I like about it is that even if they save him, the death... The actions of Lance Hunter still matter. Oh, yeah. And so that's his, cool. His actions still have repercussions because he's still a dick. He's still a dick. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I like this episode. What we've talked a lot about that one kind of the A storyline of this episode. Yeah. Um, I was really sad to see those characters die at the beginning. Uh, the 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 first oh the, the new the, Inhumans yeah the new Inhumans I was like oh great there's some there's some like, I was like yay stable, more people with superpowers stable normal Inhumans we're that we gonna get meet. people on the team nope nope, nope. dead dead <laughs> um, straight dead which I also found a bummer because I know that Quake at least her and um, Lincoln were able to 
a dispel lash a few episodes ago. We're able to get rid of him. Well, um, they were able to hold him off for a little bit. Yeah. Well, they, they he ran off. Yeah. Whatever. They 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 weren't taken taken down by Lash, and so I was thinking these two experienced in humans might be uh, three actually yeah. might be able to do something. Well, one of them's only got like hand to hand capability, and then she can multiple herself. Yeah. So the, her her she did survive the attack because she <laughs> technically was, she wasn't she wasn't her all there. Uh, but I, we don't know how her power works. It looked like. Her dying was pretty traumatic. Well, yeah, she experienced her. the death like firsthand, and then got like ripped back to her body. Yeah, or her consciousness brought back. You know, yeah. ey, I could not imagine that. That's that's awful. Sounds pretty awful. That is. I was so excited that we got like I was like that guy's flying. Does he know that he's flying? <laughs> like, does he realize what's going on does under he him? Know? Does he know? And then, like, she seemed okay with it. And I was like, are these inhumans? And then the knock on the door, and I was like, oh, no, that's Lash. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And then they open it, and it's Alicia. And I was like, who is that? Oh, it's her. Who is she recruiting for? And at first I was thinking, yeah, well, her acting's not really that great. She's not really selling me on the, like, we have to get out of here now kind of thing. Yeah, but that's not what she was there to do. But that's not what she was there to do. Yeah. I, uh... And then yeah. her fear when she got ripped back onto the onto the carrier was just so real. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, she's scared. Like, mm-hmm. what did she see? Yeah. I was really sad to see, uh... I was really sad to see them go with so little... We, we knew them so little, you know? Yeah. I really want them to be a few inhumans that stick around. Yeah, so, I want people that are constantly using powers. I don't want, like, the only powered person to be Daisy. Yeah. And and, and I think that's part of her storyline right now is she's trying to save her people in a lot of ways, and they're being hunted by this Lash character. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Simmons and uh, Fitzsimmons storyline was not much happened except for... They kind of came to an agreement that she has to talk. Well, she Fitz found out that she wants to go back home. That's what that's what really happened. Well, yeah, he deciphered it just by checking her notes over. Like, I yeah. saw the schematics and all and, this. And like, why are you end, trying to rebuild it? She admitted it, and she said, "I need to tell you the truth." And so, like, and then of course it cuts away. Like, that's going to be the, on the next episode. Yeah, like, why the, you got to do that? Next episode, we'll find out. Like, jerk. Sure. Why she needs to go home, I think. Yeah. Or not home, but go back to this distant planet. There's a promo of um, some events surrounding that. Let's just talk about so it. Let's give another spoiler. That we'll talk, talk about, about later. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about the promo for next week after a secondary spoiler alert. Because um, I haven't seen them yet. <gasps> uh, so... Um, any other storylines we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not touching on? The ATCU is still going strong. Yeah. They made it look like, and it's almost surely not her, they made it look like Rosalind was Lash. Yeah. They said it could be anyone, and then she opens the curtain real fast. Yeah. That was pretty silly. Uh, and I could see. Whenever that happened, it was just like, rip curtain back, and it's her, and I'm just like, no. No. Uh, it's too, it's a little, too, they did it a little too ham-fisty. I don't think that's the way they're going to go with it, but. Who knows? They could. You never know. They could. They could. Like, <laughs> we've, we've got 
we we've got our first openly gay character in the first episode and now we've got a character that can be trans at will if it's rosalind bryce <laughs> that's like they're just true. all about the lgbt community <laughs> that's true they, all it they, is. the first the first marvel trans character and they just slipped it in without <laughs> <some more> noticing <laughs> um oh goodness too much um so yeah I think the really that that main A storyline I think is what's really was focused on this episode. There's definitely little stuff happening here and there, but not a lot. Yeah, like not a lot happened other than that main story, you know, of driving forward with Hunter. Yeah, they showed us a little bit from every storyline, but just enough to move it like a little tick forward. Nothing really. <laughs> yeah. Nothing shattering. Uh, yeah, there's elsewhere. nothing. I mean, other than the the whole like Andrew might be dead thing. Which okay, if we if we look at it the way that they presented it to us, it's the whole Andrew's dead thing. Like Andrew got killed. That is a that's the only real huge revelation or the huge um revealed thing in this episode. Like not a lot else happened. And you know, before that, before they got to that and before they got to the point of like, let's talk about uh Fitz and Simmons wanting to discuss what happened to her, like there wasn't a lot great, like, there wasn't a lot just incredible about the episode. There wasn't anything bad. It just, it was okay. You know, it might have been like a, a seven episode without that huge, like, oh my God, Andrew's dead. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was the big, uh, that's the big thing. That was the big thing. I mean, it would all have been fine, but yeah, that's that's really the A storyline here. Um, so, I think we have talked that to death. Yeah. Yeah. We all have our theories, but I mean even if he's dead, that's still just going to be huge for that's May's even, character. That's that's Hunter is even more of a dick. Oh yeah. And then watch if he's if Andrew's not dead, then Hunter will be like, "At least he got away, you know, he survived." Yeah, he's right. fine. Right. Look at him, he's fine. He's lash, but he's, he's fine. He's lash, but he's fine. <laughs> Brush the dust off his shoulder like some rubble got there. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> so, like, I think we've really just kind of talked this episode to death. I think we're I think we're done. I think we need to talk about promos and thoughts for next uh, next episode. Uh, yeah, Future let's do that. Episodes. I'm going to watch the promo right now. We're going to talk about it. So, spoiler alert, we're about to watch the promo for next week. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're if you're heading out now, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We'll be back next week. If you're looking for a podcast of a similar vein for the DC Universe or DC television and movies, uh, there's not, they don't really have a universe over there, but they've got, you know, <laughs> DC content. They've got a couple of universes. They've got oh, at least three, and that's... It's too many. And really, now they're doing a multiverse thing, so universe, what does that even mean? Right. <laughs> Which, that's pretty cool. On The Flash, they're doing multiverse now. Earth 1, Earth 2. Pretty I know, cool. I know. Um, all right. Uh, Wasn't so, it Jay Garrick is showing up? Yep, Jay Garrick's been on the last few episodes. That's yeah. pretty neat. Actually, I started watching Flash. I watched the first two episodes this week. Yeah. And I like it. I like it Great. more than Arrow. Great. Yeah, I think it's it's better than Arrow. Uh, well, it's it's a lot lighter hearted than Arrow. That's probably what I like about it. Yeah, is so that I think it's more that, fun. I think that's why a lot of people like it. I don't necessarily mind the darkness on Arrow, but I, Arrow, I, they both just have such a CW quality to them. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I don't like about Arrow is that it's episodic and then slow. Yeah. 
but one of the small gripes that I have about the Flash, I find this really ironic and funny. Uh, one of the small gripes I have about the Flash is that it moves too quick. <laughs> yep, that uh, is the case with the Flash. Yeah. So, of course, the, the story of the fastest man alive would move really fast. Yeah. Well, like there are points where like they cut away, they come back, and like these two characters haven't talked like at all for five minutes, and he's like, "I know I've been away a lot these past couple of weeks. You know, I woke up from that coma. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's been weeks. Yeah. And you didn't even like flash up some text saying mm-hmm. like two weeks, two later? weeks later. Yeah. Like nothing. It, it, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't generally mind fast moving. As long as it feels like that happened, sometimes, uh, like with uh, like with tonight with Hydra, I don't feel like he's been in Hydra longer than an episode. He's yeah, long. he just joined Hydra. He literally just got there, and so this is his first mission, and they let him meet the director, which I know is not true because the they say it's not true. Well, it's but it the first feels... mission that we see exactly. It feels like, like if it doesn't mission. happen on the screen, then it doesn't happen. That's what it feels like. But they they covered it in dialogue. I and I'm all for moving fast, but I don't want them to move so fast that it makes it feel unearned yeah um yeah so all right uh, everybody we're gonna go into a secondary spoiler alert now where we talk about this promo that i'm gonna watch right now all right and we're back we just watched the promo trailer and the about one and a half minute advanced sneak peek sneak peek of the episode um man i am uh i'm upset <laughs> Why are you upset? I Gemma's so sweet and cute with that one and a half minutes uh, of her on the planet, like on her first day or oh, whatever. It's like her first, yeah, it's her first minutes. Her phone is still working, so you know she hasn't been there long. Um, well, she's got an iPhone that looks like a six. So oh, still, like, well, what? those batteries last forever. Two man. hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, seriously though, the iPhone six batteries last a good long hot All right. minute. All right. Uh, so even if like two days, whatever, yeah. like she's been there, it looks like yeah, maybe, it has not been long. She's just got there. There's still the pattern in the sand. It still looks like a portal opened there. Um, spit her out right there. So she's just standing there waiting and she's talking into her phone and it just seems so cute the way she's like analyzing everything yeah. <laughs> and like air is breathable. Air is breathable. Gravity's a little heavier here or I'm tired. Like. I think it's the gravity. She's uh, she just seems so cute, and then and then we watch the promo trailer, and it shows her trying to survive. And she says, first of all, it shows very little after the first couple of seconds because I don't think they want us to know what happens, which is great. Thank you, Marvel, for not revealing too much in your promo trailer. Right. Uh, we know what the, we know what the episode is going to be about without knowing any new content, which I'm excited. Yeah, about. They, like the narrator says, we learn how she survived. That's all. That's all we. That's all we want. That's all I want to know about the episode. And we, like, we hear that she says, "If I don't find food, I'm going to. I won't make it." And yeah. like that was that was questioned in one of the uh, one of the recent feedback bits. Well, how did she eat? Yeah, like when I see people in situations like that, I wonder how did she, like what did she eat? Yeah, well, I, I'm loving that we're going to find out because yeah. apparently people are wondering that, and I and I love it. Um, but I think there's going to be more to that planet. I think we're going to find there's going to be an enemy of some sort. Um, earlier we had the feedback that talked about a mechanical enemy. I don't know about that, uh, but some something's going to be after her on that planet, or 
Or she's yeah. going to have to do things to survive. When she says in the trailer, though, after seeing that cute scene of her at the beginning and then seeing her say in the trailer, this is hell. Yeah. That makes me feel for her so much, and it makes me scared. I don't want Gemma to go through hell. <laughs> but it's a hell for some reason she wants to get back to. Like, why? Yeah. Only thing I can think is that there's someone there she cares about. And that's that's been my my theory since last, last week. Um, she made a friend. I think she definitely made a friend, and I think because it's going to be heartbreaking to Fitz, and they love to break Fitz's heart, she found, <laughs> she found more than a friend. Ooh. I think that's the case. That's my theory. I don't know. I don't like that theory because it oh, breaks Fitz's heart. I know. I don't like it either. But they'll, they, that's the kind of shit that's what's like, going to happen. It's kind of shit they like to do to us. <laughs> it's like they listen to us and they're just like, "What would mess with them the hardest? <laughs> what would Matt really be bothered by?" <laughs> we are Groot. <laughs> Let's not follow the rules. That would bother him. Yep. So there was a, there was a release of a, a, a synopsis for a future episode, episode six of this season. Yeah. That was put online today. I didn't, or not today, but uh, this week. I didn't read it. I didn't really think about it. Yeah, let's save it for next week. We'll talk about it next week in the uh, section, this section of the podcast. Yeah. I don't like staying more than a week ahead, because then we know what happens next week. Right. <laughs> we know who well, survives. Obviously, she's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's that's the thing, though. We, we know that she's okay. Uh, during the whole episode, because like, if we're gonna learn that she's, you know, surviving somehow, there's not really any like threat of her dying unless she's not her. Ooh, stop it! She could be not. Quit her. that. She could be a scroll. She can't actually. She could be. No, she, no, she can't. Like by rights, movie that's, rights. That's what I mean. That she could be. What if the deal's already gone through? Oh, that's <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, uh, but no, no, no. Um, that would break my consciousness. <laughs> right? Just completely that shatter be, it. That's how they reveal that they've gotten the right Fantastic Four back, by making her a scroll. Oh, my God. And she's Varanki. Oh, no! Be, no! Amazing. That would be oh amazing. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. And she's trying to rebuild the... The, uh, obl- the, the obelisk. Not the obelisk. Is that what it's called? The obelisk? No, they call monolith. it the monolith. Sorry, the obelisk Sorry. is the smaller thing. Uh, the diviner. She wants to reopen the uh, monolith so that she can uh, bring other scrolls to us. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, I'm excited about next week. Yeah. That looks awesome. Um, okay, well, I think we're all done, man. I think so. All right, guys. Well, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. It's been awesome talking to you. We'll be back next week with more podcasts. We've got to work out our schedules for next week, but we'll be with you at some point next week. Uh, I don't like the probably. way you say that. Yeah, we haven't talked about this yet, but I am pretty much out of town all week. So, I hate you. Yeah, friend. I know. It's the worst. I've been traveling a lot. Um, but we can work something out. We'll get a cast out. Don't forget your mic this time. Oh, gosh. It was the worst. Yeah, the reason we recorded on Friday this week is I didn't forget it. I had a buddy who had all of my gear in his trailer. And I was supposed to go pick up my gear and my clothes. My clothes were in his car. My gear was in his trailer. Uh, You know, sexual exploits and such. I left my clothes all over town. Um, (laughs) 30 bucks is 30 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I had a coworker that said that. He was talking about working at um, at Best Buy, mm-hmm. and 
like he had to look through uh, a teenage girl's laptop and uh, apparently like this oh, was no. for uh, a police case kind of thing like the mother brought in the the daughter's laptop and was like is this the guy like having him look through the the photos on the laptop because it was just like that's a picture of a penis that's another picture of a penis wow. those are different men so they were like looking through like is this the guy no is this the guy no and he's like can you should probably just take this to the police if you if this is for a case. And they're like, yeah. So we had it. We, obviously, you ask him like, how much would would you have to be paid to to look at that like all the time? And he's like, I don't know, like thirty bucks. He's like, I'm not gay, but you know, thirty bucks is thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's the thing that we say to him now. <laughs> thirty bucks is thirty bucks. Um, well, uh, yeah, so I went to pick up my clothes and gear from that guy. Yeah. And one of the pieces of gear being my microphone that we were going to be recording with, uh, on Wednesday night. And, uh, it turns out he left his trailer across town. Like I, I was like, I'm here, I'm here to pick up this stuff. And he's like, Oh, here's your clothes. And I was like, no, but all of my gear is in your trailer. Where's your trailer? And he's like, Oh, it's 30 minutes that way. And I was already three hours late. I was like, ah, so I had to leave all my gear and head to Atlanta gearless. But I got my clothing. And that's the important part. It was the essential part. I had to <laughs> had to get my suit cleaned because I had a wedding tomorrow. And I just got back into town and don't have time to get it cleaned. It's been a... I've been traveling too much. And it's been mostly for fun things. Uh, but I've been traveling a lot. Like, I haven't been at my home base much. Yeah, you were all like, I'm going to have so much extra time during October, and, and then I, you're not here. Well, I spent, so far, there's been two, three weeks of October, and I spent the, fir- the first two, the, fir- the first one out of town, the second two completely laid on my back because I threw my back out and couldn't move. And one of those weeks that I was had my back out, I, I went over and visited my girlfriend in Atlanta, so... I have not been able to do much in these last couple weeks. Killing me, Smalls. I know. I know. Well, well, we're still getting them out. We're still getting these casts out. I'm still having a great time with it. Yeah, I mean, we're having fun. It's just I don't get to put out my theories before everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it, credit. That's what That's what you're worried about. That's really what I'm you're worried, worried about. You're worried about credit. Yeah. Way, you know how to upload an MP3. You just go talking to your microphone. Yeah, and put it I'll up. just record real quick and be like, guys... You Quick can, thought. You can record on your phone and throw an extra sode up on the uh, up an on, extra sode <laughs> up on the uh, the old the old blog talk. There, we're not gonna want. we're not gonna count that in our contract, are we? Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I might actually start doing that. Yeah, it's great. If you if you've got, I mean, honestly, if you've got thoughts and and we can't get to a computer to. Actually, you could do every. We could we could post something every day if we felt like it. Um, No, like I'm saying, like once I find a huge piece of news and I want like a quick um, first reaction, like holy crap, I'm so excited! You guys need to know about this kind of thing instead of just like throwing it on Facebook. Yeah, I could post an extra sode. Yeah, you could just and and seriously, phones these days are good enough that you can get a pretty good audio quality just by speaking into your phone. Well, we also have that call in number. On yeah, Talk Radio but we did that once and it sounded awful. Yeah, that's fair. So I think probably recording on a phone that sounds pretty good, like using the voice recorder and then uploading the MP3, would probably be a pretty effective way. Um, so we'll think on it. Do we'll you guys want? It. Do you guys want that? 
let me know. Yeah, if you if you want us to drop little extra episodes here and there, let us know. You we, know we try to do one, up. We try to do an episode for every piece of content that's released, uh, and so. But if you guys want little like little well, extra episodes like, here and there, let us know. Like if we had recorded on Wednesday, we would not have recorded about the the Jessica Jones trailer until. This upcoming Next, Wednesday, yeah. So it's, it's and it's, it's I a, would have just been dying the whole time. Oh right, right, right. So that's something you could have hopped on and done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, guys, cool. Let us know what you think about all that. Um, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Y'all have a great night and week.